following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones, tending to his TV duties as per usual on a Wednesday. Big show today. Brian brought us across the table from me. Mickey Spagnola to my right, as always. Kent Garrison producing next door. You're rubbing your hands together. You ready to go? I'm ready. You Happy birthday lumber- to Broadus. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mickey. Had the lumberjack breakfast over there. Did you notice that? Yes. Mickey had the lumberjack <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> what did you have? I, I had, eggs over easy. No, I went. I went the. Uh, I went. Yeah, I'm on that program, that diet where I'm not eating anything, and so anything. I, basically, Mickey, it's like I'm eating air. Very, very well, strict yeah, diet. But it's very, yeah, and but it's like they allow you to eat eggs, no cheese. So I eat egg, like an egg omelet, three egg omelet with with uh, bell pepper and spinach. That's it. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. I'd love to have like a hundred pounds of cheese in that thing too. Especially when someone cooks it for you. No, I'm, I have no complaints about the food. It's easy to be on a diet this place. Egg whites or regular eggs? That, you can have regular eggs in this thing, Mickey. Oh, yeah, so. splurge. Yeah, why not? Why but, can't you cheat on your birthday? I'm not going to do that. I've, I've come. I've, I've lost. Seriously, I've lost like 14 pounds doing this. Congrats. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thanks. Yeah, there's no cheating. Well, you know your birthday, man. It's yeah. special. It's special. Did you make a pizza last night? No, it's a long story. I'll tell you later. Okay, sounds good. You don't want to. No, no, it's good. It's good. We got. All, it's funny how we have all these birthdays. It's crazy. Ambar on Saturday. Yep. Mickey yesterday. Me today. Dave Hellman on Friday. 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 Yeah. There, was there one last week too? We missed. No. No, I think it, it maybe it was next week. Yeah. Yeah. Just us. Like the whole roll. damn staff packed yeah. around the holidays. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's uh and and I feel like we're a tight knit group, so yeah. it, it's good to celebrate everybody. Yep. And it's easier when this Why team's you sound winning. Like Shannon right now. there for a minute. You said like Shannon. What'd I say? Everybody. 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 What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy birthday, bros. Thank you. How'd the concrete cowboy go last night? It was a good show. Yeah. Shannon does a really good job hosting that thing. Yeah, moves it around too. Yeah, you know, and the and the folks that came out, and we had a couple of fans that were there, gentlemen that were wearing the cowboy gear and kind of cozied up there at the uh, the watering hole and and uh, asked some good questions. There were some good questions. Had a, a gentleman from Jamaica that was there last night. Mm-hmm. He he was he, what did he say? He moved he moved the United States to get close to the Cowboys, but he ended up in Washington D.C. That's he right. Had to, had to figure out that. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't come for this team. I came for this other team. Wrong NFC East wrong, rival. Wrong rival there. But no, Bad compass or what? Uh, I don't know. That uh, Nate gave, gives you like a quick rundown yeah. of somebody's life yeah. you know, right before yeah. the question. Yeah. Nate, you know how it is, Mickey. Nate, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot so of fun. Enjoy the show. He was, in honor of Columbus, he came one place. He, he was, was not on the Nina another, the right? or the Santa Maria. No, he was, <laughs> he was on. He might have been with the bobsled dudes. <laughs> He just ended up in the wrong spot. Columbus found America, but he ended up where? In Puerto Rico or uh, South it, America or somewhere. whatever it was. It's about three hours north. You know, he almost had it. Almost had made it. it. He, found, yeah, he found the star. Yeah. You know? He did a good job. Yeah. Appreciate the guy. Had a good discussion about Dak, and maybe we can get into that again 
today. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, dissecting stuff there. Yeah, we're dissecting where he's at. I think there's mostly yeah. positive stuff. Yeah. I don't think some fans, some observers are ever happy completely uh, oh, with no. the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. No. no. And it wasn't that perfect the, the other day. Or anything like that. Coach, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, coach deserves your respect today from what, you know, I mean, again, they've got to clinch this division. And, but, you know, it looked pretty bleak there for a while at three and five. And, he pulled things together. They made a trade. That trade's helped. The quarterback's playing better. You're playing with backup offensive linemen. You got a really good defense. There's a lot to be uh, to be uh, looking forward to as this thing kind of winds down the, the next three weeks. 888-855-2297 is the number if you guys would like to join us over the next hour. We've got a big show. We've got an unfamiliar opponent to maybe dive into a little bit yeah. today. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Different looking at their tape. Hadn't seen that in a while. Seven and six. Yeah. They're in playoff position as well. Second place in their division, trying to get a wild card spot. Huge win against the Texans the other day. Snapped yeah. a nine game Houston winning streak. Yeah. The Texans, you know, the Texans are out in front in that, uh, in that division. And so, but, you know, they got a game closer to them. And so this is an important game for them. If you look at the big picture, I'm not going to act like I sit there and know completely what's going on in the AFC. But I do know that the Colts went and got him a big victory the other day. But had a bad loss the week before, though, against Jacksonville. Mm. That was a bad loss. How do you Shut out six to nothing. Yeah, turnovers, turnovers happened in that one. That was the one where they got they went for it on fourth down and one on the goal line. Tried to run a shovel inside and got stuffed. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and then they just couldn't really manufacture anything else offensively. But good win at Houston. Though. And they and they got their they were shut out early uh, the other day. Yeah against Houston and then got it going. Now you say a little unique, familiar on defense because of Matt Everflus as their yeah. DC. Offensively, it's kind of a different look they showed last week. Well, it's, yeah, a little bit Philadelphia. You got Frank Reich. It's still, yeah. you know, that some of the things with the, the a little bit of the inside handoff stuff, uh, but it's a very patient offense when you watch it play. I mean, the thing, they've managed to keep Andrew Luck upright. That has been the, the big, big thing for them. They've, they've invested a couple of different draft picks, high draft picks in offensive linemen. You know, Quentin Nelson was a, 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 a consensus. It was him, Saquon Barkley, you know, was two of the best players in the draft. And, and uh, you know, the, the Colts at yeah, the sixth overall pick ended up getting Quentin Nelson, which was, I thought, a surprise. I thought he would... I thought he would go in the top, you know, probably four, but six is still tremendous for a guard. And then the Braden Smith, who they drafted out of Auburn in the second round, kind of thought of him more of a third-round type of a player. But he's playing really well for them at right tackle. And so they've kind of pulled some things together on that offensive line. They went and got Eric Ebron. has mm-hmm. really helped them in the passing game. And he's a guy that another tight end, Mickey, that you have to find a way to cover. You have to find a way, okay, is it Jeff Heath? Is it linebackers? Is it – you know, Byron Jones. I think Byron Jones is going to have his hands full with T.Y. Hilton as well. Ryan Grant is also on this team. He used to play for the Redskins. So uh, it's kind of a different group. Maybe not a, a, other than Hilton, not a bunch of uh, big-time mm-hmm. wide receivers. But the quarterback's doing a great job of staying upright, delivering the football, taking what they can get, and then occasionally taking that shot down the field to T.Y. Hilton. He had a huge game against Tennessee Nine targets, nine receptions, some big, big-time catches. They're starting to get him involved more. He he started off high targets, high catches, kind of faded in the middle a little bit, and then now is back to the last five games. They've really started feeding him the football uh, to try and generate some offense. How many times do you play back-to-back teams that the tight ends, their leading 
uh, yeah. receiver in, in touchdowns. Ebron has 12. I think 12. he's yeah. broken Dallas Clark's Colts record. Yeah, and he's already. Dallas Clark was a great tight end. Dallas Clark was pretty good. Played yeah. with a pretty good quarterback. I so he'd go from Ernst to <laughs> next guy has 12. Yeah. This is this is when you watch when we we're all kind of familiar with Eric Ebron when he came out of North Carolina he really yep. wasn't an inline guy he was more of a flex uh, you know play detached mean detached away from the line away from the tackle you know he he's he, he's tough and and you know his 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 career he's starting to play like the Detroit Lions believed that they were that he was going to play he was the tenth overall pick I want to say in uh, in that draft in the um, and that, uh, so you know, I, it's just kind of watching him play, and I'm like, okay, how do you how do you cover him? How mm-hmm. do you stop him? You know, there's a lot of things they throw the ball underneath to him. They throw the ball underneath to their backs a lot. They drafted this Naheem Hines. If you watch the draft show, you know from North Carolina State, we talked about him, five nine, 196 pound type of guy. You know, he he's he's tough to bring down, but they use him like as a wide receiver. They use him in the slot. They toss him the ball. They kind of have a rotation of backs that they do use. But I think the most important thing for this offense, for the Colts, is the fact that they're protecting Andrew Luck now. And that and that's something that, you know, for a while there, that wasn't always the case. Well, especially given the injuries that he's had. Shoulder, yeah. And he's bounced back. Yeah. 34 touchdowns. That's I believe that's second behind Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah. And a bit of a renaissance season for him. The run game is not their strength statistically. No. No. You mentioned it. Marlon right. Mack is right. is their starter. They use a couple different Jordan guys. Wilkins, yeah. And for me, I think I mentioned this on the happy hour, Mick, yesterday, and you talk about this too, defensively for Dallas. Line one is stopping the run. And they've been able to do that, particularly in the last five games, 66 yards given up per game during this win streak. And I don't think they've allowed a 100-yard rusher yet. That's kind of what you try to do first for Marinelli and then everything – feeds off of that they've been able to do that Zeke's like 100 yards behind their entire team rushing yeah they've rushed for 1333 their leader 16 616 yeah Mac Mac that yeah Zeke's doubled that yeah mm-hmm. although when you mentioned uh Locke getting protected he's been sacked three times less than your quarterback he went, they, went, they went for a stretch there, though, where they did. So why did they go one and five? What in the world happened? Yeah, they got off to a one and five they were, start. They, they did. They got off to a really bad start, and but they were able. I mean, to, they lost to the Jets in Buffalo. There were some questions about the quarterback though early in that that he that, wasn't healthy. He yet. wasn't healthy enough. I yeah. take back Buffalo it was the Jets, not Buffalo. Yeah, you could say the same thing about this team. What in the world happened to start three and five? Well, yeah. you lose two games by three points, one game by eight points, and yeah. I think there's, I think you know, with the early sacks and stuff you saw. I think they've gone to. They had a game. They had a stretch there where they had three games where they didn't get a, they didn't give up a sack, and I think that's been recently though. They, they, they. You, when you, like I say, you watch. You know, Jacksonville's a team that we feel like can pressure the quarterback or capable of pressuring the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job of protecting. You know, you talk about with the with the Texans as well. Texans are a team that could also rush the passer, mm-hmm. so they've had they've had some stretches where they've kind of you know where where you're sitting there thinking, oh with Dallas, I mean, can you imagine Dallas having a stretch where they have three straight games where they don't give up a sack? I mean, that would be we would throw a parade in downtown Dallas <laughs> if that or Frisco if that if that were the happen yeah. right now. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, give them some credit. They started off very poorly. And, you know, they, because I think the quarterback, I think the quarterback has, has, has come back, you know, to, to, uh, to the form that he once enjoyed. So he's given up 40 plus, he's, he's gotten sacked 40 plus times. Luck, Mick? No, I said he was sacked three times less than, than um, Dak. Dak's been sacked 48 times. That's what I'm saying. But He's both... been sacked 16 times. Oh. Three times less. Three 16, times less. 16. Oh, I was going to say, I, didn't, I felt like the protection's better than yeah. that. No, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, no. he's a guy. Just 16, his... but guess okay. what? Five of those have been in the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, six in the last three games. Yeah. Just watching him throughout his career, Luck is a guy that he'll hang in the pocket and he'll take hits. He will yeah. take a beating. Tough try, guy. Yeah. Yeah, really try. tough. Yeah. Almost to the detriment of his health mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, but you're right about if you flip it around and you talk about their defense, get ready for the same thing that you see from the Dallas Cowboys, the, the Cowboys defense. Get ready for a slot blitz. Get ready for twist game. Get ready for slant front. Get ready for fire zone. Get ready for single high safety. Get ready for uh, picket fence on third down and long. You know, everything that you see with the Cowboys, Matt Eberflus has carried over to the Indianapolis Colts. Moved him from a 3 4 to a 4 3. Absolutely. Cover two with some other principles yep. and yep. a built on speed. They do. They, they run. I mean, and, you know, if you remember a guy named Marcus Hunt. Cincinnati, big tall yeah. guy from SMU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're using Marcus Hunt like they use David Irving. You know, like the 6'7", the 6'8", six, six, defensive tackle guy, that's what they've got Marcus Hunt. He's not really playing as a defensive end anymore. He's playing more as an, playing like a three or occasionally playing as a one. And what they're trying to do is affect the middle of the pocket. If you're going to, you know, if he doesn't get home, hands up. You know, trying and, try and deflect balls and things like that. So, They've got a they've got a pretty good front. Their 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 will linebacker, this Darius Leonard from South Carolina State, is really good. He's Van Der Esch's main competition he, he, for some yeah, awards, yeah, rookie awards. Yeah, him, Van Der Esch, uh, the guy, the, Derwin James at, at the Los Angeles Chargers. Those guys are going to be in the running for the AFC Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. Defensive Rookie of the Year, because they're 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 really good. Now they've got their secondary actually tackles pretty well. Malik Hooker. Was a guy that they got in the in the uh, 2017 draft. He was a first round pick. Uh, he was banged up a little bit last year, but this year playing very very well at Ohio State. He was a guy that played with a lot of range, coverability, good tackler. So their secondary tackles pretty well when you watch them play overall. They kind of uh, flip flop their uh, their nickel players uh, at times. So you got to be a little bit. Uh, uh, Clayton Gathers uh, sometimes will play in the slot. He's a safety that will sometimes play in the slot. And then they'll also take this Kenny Moore, this number 23. He's their primary nickel player. So we'll see. They got him on waivers from uh, New England. So we'll see how how they want to play Cole Beasley in this game, if it's going to be primarily Kenny Moore or we see Clayton Gathers uh, line up in the slot and play some as well. well. They got him listed as their starter yeah. at corner. Yeah. So they move him inside? Move him inside, yep. Sure do. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's actually it's a it's a good it's a good defense. I mean they they do a good job when you watch them play. It's you know they they've got a lot of young players. They've used a lot of draft picks. A lot of they have second round guys. Uh, this guy Toure that they had you know as a defensive end is is a is a good player. I mean a good rusher. And they've used they've used some picks. New general manager there though. 
you know. Ballard. Ballard. Yeah. And it came from Kansas City. And so he's done a he's done a fine job of retooling this team. It, it was a team that I thought was very talent poor. I know we played him in the preseason. What year was that we played him? Was it like two years ago? Was it sixteen that we played him in the preseason here? Yeah. And they looked very, very suspect with the, the with their overall talent. But their team has improved uh, greatly since then. Colts defense has forced at least one turnover in every game this season. Yeah. And if you want to knock something offensively for the Cowboys, it's it's red zone offense overall, cashing in on your opportunities, and Dak protecting the football. You know, he's, yeah. he's lost, I think, six fumbles this season, and he did have two picks the other day, which he more than atoned for in the fourth quarter and overtime as well. One thing that I was pointing – when I said unique about the Colts offense, it was like watching the 90s Bills a little bit in that last game. With yeah. the tempo, they showed some no huddle. Yeah. Some of the Frank Reich stuff that he knows. Right to try to get them out of the rut they've been in. Right. So I don't know how often they want to do that. When you do that, you can't change personnel groups and, right. and give Dallas different looks. But right. it's something maybe to be you know watchful for. Yeah. If, if they feel like that you're going to sh- substitute a lot of guys on and off, in which the Cowboys like to do. They like to rotate their defensive line, and they like to, to get those uh, – you know, generally the defensive backs will stay the same. If, if, you, if they get you a nickel to start, they'll stay in nickel. Yeah. That won't be a problem for them right there. I think this is one of those games where everybody's going to kind of overlook this team. Oh, it's Indianapolis. Oh, you shouldn't. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. No. Just like everybody was overlooking Philadelphia. Tennessee. Oh, oh <laughs> it's only Philadelphia. You already beat them. Oh, you barely beat them. Yeah. You know, these things aren't easy. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, these are the types of games, though, that, again, not a common opponent that you don't normally see. You're not familiar with them. You're not familiar yeah. with them at all. And then so you can you know, you don't know how the game now you you can be familiar with the coaches. You know, you yes. could you could be familiar with Frank Reich and what, you know, he potentially could do at Philadelphia what he did at Philadelphia. And you could, you know, Matt Eberflus was, you know, he's Matt Eberflus was a guy you didn't want to lose, you know. But he, he went know. on, he went on, got an opportunity. But, you know, when you watch the tape, you see a very similar plan of attack. And, you know, that, that has to make you feel a little bit better. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a blue jersey and a white helmet, but it's, you know, it's still – that's the scheme we recognize. And I think that's something that has to give you – usually you'll play these division uh, – these, excuse me, these uh, other opponents, you know, in the AFC, and you have no idea. You don't see them enough to, to get a feel of how their coaches react to whatever, whatever changes you make on the way, mm-hmm. you know. But that's – you know this team is this team has found a way to to kind of write itself. You know, playing on the road that was something that was very uh, that was a big concern. You know, before the team took off to Philadelphia, how is this team going to get better on the road? And you go beat Philadelphia, you go beat Atlanta, and, and at, hey, at the time those teams were you know those teams were playing for something. Yeah. Atlanta right now is not nearly the team it was, but you've won some games on the road that you know that you thought you probably weren't going to win, and you know I think that's a I think that's a mark of, you know, like I say, the head coach doing a nice job of keeping everybody on task, what they need to do. No question about that. 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll take our first break, continue breaking down Cowboys Colts, take your phone calls, talk a little Dak Prescott, all that and more next. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. 
Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean, fish living there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to talking Cowboys. Here in Cowboys country, we always ride with our boys. But when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up on your boys. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why we always wear Tommy John, the revolutionary brand of underwear with stay-put waistbands that keep everything in place. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. And I'm sorry, Mick, I just grabbed this like... It's any other normal day. I can apologize. I, can I ask a question? I don't know. I didn't know what you were doing. I said, "Okay, go ahead. You're running the show here." <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that Tommy John, when they're sitting around writing their copy, did they, they all, think of us? No, no. They, they 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 sit around and they come up with one and, and they look at each other. And go, oh man, we can't use that one. <laughs> oh <laughs> they, yeah. Do they like? Okay, here, try this one. Now read it. All right, Bill, read this one. And he, oh, you know, and don't grab your. Your, you know, your boys. And, you know, like, like, is, this, is this PC? Yeah, and, it, and, it, and, and they're laughing. And then someone's laughing and then say, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Change the word to this, <laughs> you know. And it, I, I, I mean, they sit around and write copy. Would you, I mean, you used to, you used to, you've done that stuff, haven't you? I was a copywriter in marketing for three years before I came back. Do you just cringe? Years. Is that cringeworthy? Um, I, I mean, I love the I product. I love the product, but the writing... Tom, uh, Tommy John folks didn't write this, I don't think. I think it oh. was our folks. Oh, really? No, I, they, it was their folks. Was it? Yeah, that's their whole marketing scheme. Well, yeah, I, have I you know seen about their ads? No, that's, they, their, like, that's their voice guys their are brand. Sit, the guys are sitting on the bench, like, pulling their you know, hey, underwear. Hey, we're talking about it, right? Yeah. Mission yeah. accomplished. No, Tommy mission John. accomplished for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I guarantee you, yes, they are nitpicking over every word because that's what happens because every word counts in terms of trying to so, grab so, somebody's attention. So like when Bill reads it and Frank wrote one there or Julie wrote one that's just ridiculous that they all are like, no, Julie, we can't go with that it's one. It's probably a room of 12 people yeah. trying to figure out, yeah. can we use boys? Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, stretch it. Here we go. I love it. I love it. And it is a great product. Yeah, and I'm wearing mine right now. Oh, me too. Yes. Good job, Mick. So did they uh, put out a red carpet for Amari Cooper when he walks out to practice today? For NFC Offensive Player of the Week? Yes. Second time? He beat the quarterback out, huh? Yeah. 
That quarterback deserved some kind of acknowledgement, didn't he? Are they going to say because of the two interceptions? Somebody Probably. had to throw him the ball. Yeah. Somebody did. Quarterback, I, quarterback deserved a, a nod there. He does. He's been, he's been kind of getting kicked in the in the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs his Tommy Johns yeah. on. Because, yeah, I think people probably looked at the three turnovers and said, well, yeah. I mean, I've got tweets from fans that are like, oh, great, great, glad that he had a great fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah. He should have been able just to hand off the whole fourth quarter, if not for the turnovers, the way that they were dominating the game sure. offensively. But sure. uh, he's not getting enough credit, Dak Prescott, for what he's doing offensively. Uh, I, I do think I do think Amari's a worthy winner, though. Oh, no, absolutely. Ten catches on 13 targets. I think absolutely. He was eight for eight yeah. the week before. Yeah. Playing really well, Mick. And makes the game-winning catch. Nice job of tracking that ball. Yeah. yeah. Stayed loop. with it. Stayed with it. That's tough. You know, ball gets knocked in the air. You're kind of looking around. You're trying to move. He was, boom, right there. Grab it and go. I'm not covered even when I'm covered. Yeah. No. Got to love it. He said that it was Rasul Douglas, right? Yeah. yeah. In coverage, he said that he was sitting on those routes inside yeah. all game long. Yeah. And he knew that I'm going to I'm gonna try to sell this uh, fade. Yeah. But I knew he wasn't going to bite on it, and he didn't. And he almost made the play. Yeah. That well, was a good chess match there. Well, that just showed you, though, how – really in bat you know Douglas probably should have should have could have intercepted that ball you know but he was so he was so out of sorts that's the thing that that Cooper does to you as a cornerback that he makes he puts so much stress on you to have to deal with all his moves and the ability to catch the football even when you have him covered the ability to finish that's that's very stressful to have to play because you feel like you, you never get in a rhythm playing against a guy like that mm -hmm. because you're not making any plays he's making every single play what do the Eagles do? I mean, they tried to put they they took two or three different guys just to try and put him in front of him, and it didn't work. Yep, you know, and that just showed you that that's just what this guy is. Well, that'll teach him to all out blitz and play single man on four guys in the secondary. They you, took they took a chance. Yeah, do you think they had to take a chance though, Mick? Do you think I mean like they they were down to where we've got to make a play or we're not going to get this ball back? I mean, I think it was a heck of – I understand what you're saying, but that Dallas took eight minutes and ten seconds off that clock. Yeah. And you only get ten minutes for the whole quarter. I, I, if I was Jim Swartz, I – hey, he, he took a, he took a and, gamble. And he, he gambled, and then Zeke had a good pickup, and Dak was able to see uh, Bradham coming in his face. And once, they, once all that happened, then Amari Cooper was going to win. But – I don't blame him for blitzing at that situation. Because if had, they, actually, if they hadn't blitzed, yeah, then they get Cooper the, was going to break wide open. Yeah, Dak had to throw the ball sooner right. than he wanted to. Right. That's why Douglas got his hand in there. Yeah. he had he had a double move on him going, yeah. and that second move he was going to leave him behind. I just think that to me that you know you're 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 probably going to lose the game anyway. You know, because if they get the first down right there, then you just kick a field then you, goal. Well, right? we, you hope you kick a field goal after. But what I mean, you can no, drain no, the you, clock. And right. Kick yeah. An no, that's point. exactly right. You can, you can, you can take it all. You can, you can have a drive that lasts for nine minutes and fifty-seven seconds if you want. And they, but and you know what? I, I tell you what. That's that was just that was that was a clinic. That was a clinic. The way to play the the special uh, to play the overtime period for the Cowboys. The way they drove the football. The way they mixed up their plays. The way they got it down to the very end, and then, but you know, get the game winner right there. That's still the downside of the overtime rule. If, just, it, if it was, uh, 
I saw a seven overtime game, Mickey, that I never want to see again. <laughs> no, no, but I, and I don't want to see that. But I think lowering the time to ten minutes, one team can do basically what the Cowboys did, and I don't ever get a chance to get the ball back. I, this may be something they revisit because of the short. I hope they time. don't. Well, I, I hope they don't. It, but it does create more. But what did they do it for? Like why did player they, safety, player safety, less player time safety. on the field. Uh, uh, okay, but it does create more kissing your sister scenarios where you got more ties and everybody kind of feels empty about it at the end. There's been more ties, I'm sure, this season than in past years. Oh no, there's no question. But but also you got to look at the situation though. Dallas had dominated that game offensively the entire time. You know, it it it, it really shouldn't have surprised us that they were able to. You know, they they had well, they had a couple of ten play drives. Mm-hmm. You know, six, seven, eight minutes that that didn't result in touchdowns. So to me, that that doesn't surprise me that Dallas took the ball and then and took it and kept it because they had they had really dominated Philadelphia throughout the game. You know, that's Philadelphia's job to get a stop. They couldn't get a stop. Did they not blitz on that final play of regulation to force overtime? And and, and for, uh, did they sack Dak? Final play of regulation. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, it was like they. they it was after the bad snap or the low snap that 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 killed that's them. That's right. That's right. I mean, that was that that snap rolled in. It, it, see, if they they're probably going to get a completion there and then kick the field goal to win it. Right. That, that's probably what's going to happen because Philadelphia really didn't have any answers for. I mean, he's going to hit Beasley. He's going to hit. He's going to hit Cooper. He's going to throw the ball to. Z. He's going to hit somebody to get another five or six yards, and they're going to you know then. The Eagles are going to try and use their timeouts and, you know. Question that a fan sent in to me the other day, and I, I know the answer, but it, because you go, if you kick a field goal first possession, the other team's supposed to get a shot. If, right. If the Cowboys had kicked it with no time left, the game's over, though, right? We were, yeah, the game's over. Troy Aikman explained it that way, and I was thinking, okay, do you get one untimed play? Do you get a right. chance to return the kickoff? Or, okay, the kickoff goes in the end zone. It's a touchback. You don't return it. Do you get one untimed play? I don't. I think never the game's seen, over. I think the game's over. It's over. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but you, the game's not supposed to end on a field goal in the first possession of overtime. But if there's no time left, yeah, that's my point on that, the yeah, time. Yeah, that that the, the reason they they said player safety. They were worried about the length of the game. That the games were going longer and longer, and they weren't nice and sweet in their little three-hour well, box, they, so they, the next game could start. They need to look at college football then too, because that's a six-hour marathon. Some of those. Well, games. that's ridiculous. Even something will be done. Not about not that. not about the seven overtime oh, game. How many games have we seen that've length. gone four four and a half hours? I love college football, but I, I trust me, sitting to that seven overtime game, I would never wish that. I've had kidney stones before. I would rather do kidney stones and have to sit through that thing. No, I shouldn't say that. I kidney don't stones. Think, I don't you think don't that's, want one of those. Yeah, I think no. we've all had kidney stones. That's that's a bad idea. That was a. Very, I mean, in, in college, tried because now they they'll at, at the to, clock will start yeah. as soon as after the first down is the ball spotted. It's yeah. not like you. It, they need to get rid of that. Snap it. You know? They need to get rid of that. They're they're moving that up. Yeah, don't stop the clock. Now after. move it up again and yeah. just keep it. You know, keep going. Keep it going. Yeah. Okay, since you brought up Amari Cooper. Yes. Since coming to Dallas in week nine, he leads the NFL in receiving yards, 642. 40 catches. And is tied for the lead with six touchdown catches. Okay. Better than anything you're going to pick at 25 right now. That would be the draft (laughs) pick, right? Right. At the moment? Right. Has this worked out better than you could have imagined right now, Mick? Yeah. 
I mean, did you? What were your expectations when I you was, brought him in? I, I, I thought they, I thought they hit a home run, but I wasn't sure on the first round pick. And then fair. part of me was, okay, why, why are the Raiders doing this? Yeah. Do they know something we don't? Yeah. Uh, and evidently, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Sure. How do you trade that guy? Well, you know, traded we, we, back to we're, Chicago too. We're sitting here going, "Oh, maybe they gave up too much for him." And then yeah. I'm thinking, maybe they didn't give up enough for him. Yeah, that, that's funny. Some of the tweets afterwards are like, "Wow, you only have a first round pick for that guy?" You know, kind of a thing. Because we've seen a history here in the past. You know, our administration gave up two first round picks for Joey Galloway, and then the administration after me gave up. First and a third. First, the third, and a flop and a fifth, I believe, something like that, yes. or seventh, or something like that. With but Roy, yeah, I, I think that to me, this 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 move this move was brilliant on several different fronts. It was brilliant because the general manager, the staff realized that this division's for the taking, and they went and got it. And they also realized that hey, we have to help our coach, we have to help our quarterback. More importantly, we have to help our defense. We have a championship type of a defense here. You know, we've got to try something. And the willingness they, they could have sat pat and just played it, played it out, and likely ended up eight and eight or seven and nine or something like that. And the coach gets fired and everybody's disappointed and you know with the way the season went. But, you know, the the general manager and you know the front office and the coaches, they made a decision. You know, three and five to trade for this guy. That's huge. That, that is that's what that's that's what you have to you know if you're a fan that's what you have to ask for. Don't don't give up. Don't give up the season. Don't give up the season on this. Mm-hmm. You know if 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 you still have moves to make, try and make moves. You know and, and if it works out, you know like Mickey said, there's plenty of people out there that had apprehension about giving up a one. It, it's looking good right now because this thing could you know if the Cowboys keep winning and. It ends up being okay. It's the twenty seventh pick. You're hoping it's the thirty second pick, but right. but really look what the look what's happened with the Raiders and the trade that they made. Their team they they fired their general manager. The coach has obviously taken over, and they're in a situation where the picks that they got from Chicago and Dallas are going to be roughly in the same spot at the end of the draft. And you were probably thinking that both those picks were going to be top ten picks. It was a unique situation where. John Gruden clearly he wants his own guys. He does. He, and he's so much told his own me that. GM. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And regardless Dave of Rizzano there probably. Regardless of the talent that he traded away. I mean, I Khalil Max arguably the best pass rusher in the league. He's up there. Yeah. You can put Tank up there. You can put some yeah. other guys up there. Um and there was some apprehension from fans too because Amari Cooper's numbers had dropped the previous year and a half. Right after making a Pro Bowl in his first two years. And there were other factors clearly involved with the Raiders' offense that contributed to that. Yeah. Um, but I, this was a unique situation where a guy of this talent probably should not be available via trade, and he was. And the so, Cowboys gave up what they felt like was adequate. I don't know that, or, or maybe I missed it, what the genesis of the trade was. Did, did Oakland just overtly put out a sale sign? Or did the Cowboys start calling around looking for a wide receiver? I, I can I could very easily ask that question, and I can very easily get an answer. 
but I didn't want. I I just wanted to let. It, I know, right? It hasn't come out though. Yeah, has it? it hasn't come out, and and I could very. I think I think we can get an answer, Mickey, of all us that we you know we live in this building. Yeah, we, we I can, just thought I had never thought of it before. And, I just thought of it right now. Yeah, and you know, and so does it. Does it mean that that does John Gruden and we could find out? Does John Gruden tell Reggie McKenzie? Start trading these guys. And I think I think we have to worry about a situation. Not worry about, but maybe a situation that Oakland got into is before now. Well, they're in a they're in a they're in a lawsuit over their stadium. Mm-hmm. The Raiders don't have a lot of cash. They're 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 pretty cash poor. They got to get to Vegas. Yeah, they've they, they they you don't make these trades in Vegas. You make these trades when you're a team that's bottom of revenue. Stadium lease is a is a disaster. Okay. There's questions, yeah. you know, and maybe Mark Davis told told Reggie and John, "Hey, listen, I can't pay Khalil. Mack. I, I'm going to get to the bottom of that." Well, Khalil Max was different because it was I a contract that. situation. Yeah. he yeah. was holding out. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. But this, they, Mark, maybe they just saw the 14 well, million and say we can't afford yeah. John, that next year. John. And, and I need to ask John this question. Does John look at Amari Cooper, how quiet he is? Does he look at him how the body language is sometimes, I'm not saying it's bad body language, but he's not, he's not Des Bryant. I mean, we saw emotion after that game the other day. We saw it. You know, it's, but what's, what's generally been Amari Cooper's demeanor? Very, very calm. Serious. Very serious. Yeah. Very, you it's know. quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. quiet. And, yeah. and, you know, John's one of these guys that loves – being with John for as many years as I have, John's a very loves passion. He loves the, the, the he loves he would he loves he would love a Des Bryant. He would love a guy that he can go back and forth with. Keyshawn Johnson, he coached Keyshawn. He coached, Johnson, yeah. Yes. He, he likes a personality, you know. And Amari Cooper is a very, as Mickey pointed out yesterday, a book smart, book read, you know, very quiet to himself kind of guy. We saw motion the other day, and maybe yeah. John Gruden didn't like what he was seeing from Amari Cooper. Could be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that for but a fact. It, but, I'm just putting but, it out there. But Jerry has spoken about the homework they did on him yeah. before the trade. They spoke to Nick Saban. They spoke to Jack Del Rio, who yeah. coached him in Oakland. Great young guy. Yeah. Not a problem in the locker room. I, I said Diligent, this, professional, yeah. all that. I he said has been the unwide receiver. Yeah, and he's been that. I've, I said this last night on the happy hour. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2019. When you've got a young Amari Cooper, you've got a young Noah Brown, you've got a young Michael Gallup, you've got a young Cedric Wilson that we, we forget about him. You know, they've got some a nucleus of a young group of wide receivers, and maybe now it won't be the committee anymore. Maybe it'll be some guys that are developing. We don't know what's going to happen with Cole Beasley. You'd like to think that he would be back in the mix, but you can't guarantee that. You know, maybe they have to go out and draft another guy to 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 get their to get the nucleus. But I like the young group that they have yeah. of young guys of guys in their in their early twenties going forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it, it's it's a lot of promise there. Yeah. And uh, and it's working out in the in the present short term as well right now. Also. All right. Let's take our final break. Irene, I apologize. Just keep holding. We'll get you right after. Where you been, Irene? Our second break. Come on, on Irene. Talking Cowboys next. Nice. Nice. You're like me and you love. I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just. 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, you need to use what we use and what I have used for a stocking stuffer for Christmas. There you go. GetJackBlack.com. Go there and yeah. get the Playmaker. It'll fit What's really in that? nice in What's a playmaker? stocking. The Playmaker includes the Turbo Wash. That face buff's really good when yeah. washing yourself, <laughs> no, right? No question about it. Yeah. Beard lube? How do washing you beat, yourself. How do you beat what? the beard lube? You I don't. I meant to say take it a shower. Yeah, I know you did. And then the face moisturizer at the end. That's why I don't look how old I am right now, because of that face moisturizer. <laughs> Maybe I need to get on that. And on top of that, they will throw in the lip balm, mm. and you get a Cowboys can cooler to put it all together. Wow. And really? You know what that costs? What? Ten bucks. That's a, that's a heck of a deal. <laughs> Ten bucks and no shipping. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and look for Playmaker, and you can get all this, at, as I said, free shipping. I also have to mention Elsalore. Yes. Glasses, and we have mentioned Autobot. We got a, a lot of great sponsors. Go see all our sponsors. Better site, better life. Better site, better life. All right. All those guys. Star Sports, everybody that does stuff. With mm-hmm. us. We appreciate everybody out there. Very much so. Tommy John as well. Yeah. All right. Enough holding, Irene, in Virginia. I apologize very much, so thank you. What's up? Hey, no apologies. I, I got to listen to both of the reads during the hold, so that was yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, that, yeah, that made your day, I'm, I bet. 
Oh, oh, it does. So Thank I'm you. actually not the Irene who used to call you. I'm uh, I'm the hot sauce leaving Irene from last year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Well, thank you, you for calling. Remember that? I said you guys. Yes. Anyway, yes. Uh, yeah, the hot sauce. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, hot good, sauce. Uh, Come on, Mickey. What's that, Mick? Mickey? I was said, the, oh, hot sauce. Yeah, I didn't get it all together. Mickey was struggling a little bit here with the state, but go ahead. There you go. Well, um, Brian, happy birthday. And Mickey, thank you. happy birthday for thank yesterday you. as well. Thank you. Um, so, perfect segue from your last segment. I'm going to be the fan that admits that they're, they were completely wrong about Amari Cooper. Okay, um, good for you. One of, one of the things, because, Brian, I remember when you were talking about the possibility of the trade, you were talking about how you heard some rumors that he didn't want to play football that anymore. That was true. And, I, and I, I think after listening to what he said after the game, yeah, that was even more evidence that that was true. So yeah. I think this new culture, new new team, new city has brought him life, and, and I yeah. love seeing on the field, but I was I was on record saying this is going to set the franchise back like, okay. like half a decade. So happy to be wrong. Good. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, um, part of the reason I'm calling today is because you share a birthday with my father. Oh. Um, so my father actually passed away a couple of years ago, and I have to say, you guys, I had it was the, like the worst summer of my life. I lost my cousin, my dad, and my grandmother. Mm. It was a struggle. And all I did was listen to you guys just to kind of get through about maybe a year of just that darkness. So I wanted to say thank you to you guys for that. Um, I know it's entertainment, but sometimes it's just something you can cling to, too, and there's things you need to be distracted from. Well, thank you, man. So you can feel stronger. Well, thank you. Hey, thank so, you very much. Hey, you still there? You still there? I'm still here. Yeah. T- tell yeah. us what you think. What, give, us, give us how this thing's going to finish out for this team. Oh, man. So I, uh, you know, Nate would be like, don't say, but yeah, but yes, <laughs> I am. I'm afraid of how it's going to turn out, but I will say the way the defense is playing. Sure. There's, st- I don't want to jinx it, but they're starting to remind me of the 2007 giants who knocked off our awesome team that year. Oh, so wow. There you go. I'm, I like it. I'm hoping to go all the way. I, I don't know about that. I, we, we're at least going to win one playoff game though. So okay, we'll see. We'll see how far we go. Not a bad start for a young team. Yeah, not a bad start at all. Thank you. Merry Thanks Christmas so much, Irene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, happy holidays. Thanks all those for things. the kind words. Yeah, call us back anytime. That was yeah. a great call. Good, good call. Good call. Um, that's a. I hadn't thought about that comparison. The 07 Giants. That was kind of a young team. It was a team that got better as the season went along. Well, their defense was really good. At, yeah, yeah. The I front, mean, the pressure they yeah. were able to put on quarterbacks with their front four. Right. Didn't have That's to what they did to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was that front four. Yeah. And the Cowboys couldn't handle it. Yeah. And and you've said this from the very beginning that young football team, one of the youngest in the league, needed some time to, you know, for some young guys to grow up on the field. You know, a little bit. But they also made a couple big changes that had they not made those changes, I don't know if they'd be in the position they're in. We just talked about, we spent a segment on Amari Cooper and this offensive line has regained their identity. Now the pass protection, they'll tell you it needs to improve. Yes. Uh, But what they've done, especially in the running game with Zeke, uh, it's more reminiscent of what they've done in recent years. Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the, the defense grew, look what you were doing. Yeah. You basically had two first, I mean, I, I know Jalen Smith played last year. Right. But 
he wasn't Jalen Smith. Correct. It's almost like a first-year starter. Absolutely. And then Van Der Esch has to step in with Sean Lee. Uh, you have Antoine Woods starting a defensive tackle. Human log. Malik Collins in his third seat, only his third season, and he missed a lot of the first two with injuries. Yeah. You know, and then you were throwing out on the outside. Uh, okay, you had Crawford, but behind that it was Taco, who, you know, how much did he play last year? Right. You know, and behind that, oh, Randy Gregory. You remember him? Yeah. We when, when's the last time he played? Rolling the dice there. Two years. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And, and then a rookie, Armstrong. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was awfully young. You know, and we said this the other day, Byron Jones playing a different position. Um, Chittabe Awuzie, he, he started five games last year. That was it. Five right. games. Right. You know, Antoine Woods never started at safety. He was playing in the slot. And this is his second year. So there was a lot of moving parts with young guys, you know. And, you know, I, I know everybody looks at it going into the season and, you know, the quarterback and the running back, well, they're salty veterans. Yeah, yeah. they played all of two years. Yeah. And, and and the running back missed six games last year. So it was an awfully young team. And with a, basically uh, almost, other than the coordinators, a new coaching staff. That's true. The thing you talk about the coaching staff, good segue for me there. There, Chris Richard. I have to give Rod Marinelli a lot of credit, not just for the defense that they've kind of put together, you know, in his vision, but the unselfishness that he's shown to allow Chris Richard to flourish here. He could have very easily said, you know, no, you you coach the defensive backs. I'm gonna, you know, I'll do what I have to do. But he saw an opportunity. The first, well, I remember the first press conference, well, first meetings we had with him. He was just glowing about Chris Richard. So it was like the best acquisition we yeah. made this yeah. offseason. And, and, you know, yeah. and sometimes guys say stuff and you go, ah, he's done. that's not sincere. But, you know, Rod Marinelli, he, Rod Marinelli is not a BSer. He's not with that guy. He, if he tells you it's this, believe it's this. You know, and he, all along, he's, he's come out and singing the praises of Chris Richard, and he's allowed him to flourish, and they allowed him to make the moves that he felt like he needed to make in the secondary. Think about that, though. You take, we, you got, you got uh, Byron Jones starting at corner, but you also took uh, Jordan Lewis out of the starting role as well. And you said, okay, well, no, we're going to put Anthony Brown in this role. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make, you know, and there was a lot of, like Mickey said, there's a lot of moving parts. And then you go out and somebody on the defensive staff evaluated Leighton Vander Esch, and as along with the scouts. And somebody in the defensive staff evaluated Jalen Smith and said, you know what? Yeah, let's take a shot there. If, if you guys feel good about this, let's go. So, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of really things that are, that, are, that are coming up on this defense, especially that some really, really good decisions that have been made, and that's why your defense is in the condition it is in now and playing as well as it is because some guys made some really hard decisions, but they were the right decisions. Like I say, you go and find the human log to play. You know, one te- you get a one-technique starter off the street right. that plays at the level that he does. You know, we, we, we were talking about last night, unsung hero guys of the defense. Crawford's a guy. Human log should be another one. You know, the way he's playing. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown, Jeff Heath. I mean, there's guys that are just playing. Every time they're asked to do something, they're coming up with a play or two. It might not be 40 plays, but they're coming up with four or five plays a game that are making the difference in the way this defense is playing. This defense has been consistent all year. That's the one thing that's been consistent about this football team. Yeah. And speaking of young guys, maybe on the offensive side of the ball, you've got a couple – tight ends that are 
growing up on the field a little bit. None of those guys had played. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Mickey's right about that. None of them. Yeah, Rico Schultz, Jarwin. Yeah, I've been waiting for Dalton Schultz to play like this. I really have. I because you watch him at Stanford. He he was a good player at Stanford. I mean, you're starting to see like the blocking, the catching. They're running him in routes. You know, he's 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 doing things. And you're thinking, ah, oh, there he is. Pretty all around. There he is. Tight end. Yeah, there he is. You know, and and hopefully. Like Mickey said again, that these guys and Garrett said in the walk-off, hey, these guys are getting the play. That's you know, that's the great thing about it is you throw them out there, they get to play. They're having some success. Rico's blocking the right guy. I mean, you know, that's that's those are good things. Yep. Nate Newton's philosophy: don't be judging guys until you play them. Yeah. How do you know what young guys can do if you don't play them? You got to play them, and yeah. if you're going to make a mistake. Make the mistake playing them, not sitting them, and then say, oh, I need you now. Yeah. You know? I mean, think about Jarwin, what he did. Yeah. Everybody was ready to give up on him. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, he gets a chance to play. He gets a chance to play. And suddenly now, when he catches the ball, it's not getting knocked out. When he catches the ball and takes two steps, somebody's not hitting him and causing a fumble. Right. He's turning and actually running with the ball like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, there's no... How- how ironic was it, though, that he had a great a breakout game for him against a team that tried to poach and him? They're, and, and they're probably sitting there going, see, we knew what we yeah. were doing. Well, they, they drafted – Dallas Goddard's not a yeah. bad player either. Not at all. But they yeah. might not have drafted They him might not have drafted Dallas Goddard. Him. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, and the thing about Marinelli, you know, he's such a – He's a team guy. He, he learned that in the military. Military. Right? There's no question I mean, question think about when he came here. Oh, no question. He was just a defensive line coach, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Monty Kiffin. Monty was, you know, and he didn't want to overstep his bounds, remember? He knew, he knew the chain of command. He wasn't going to take over. And even when they kind of kind of moved things yeah, around, yeah. he was like, yeah, but Monty's still the defensive coordinator. Right. You know, they had to move him to, what was it, defensive consultant or yeah. whatever they kind of pushed him to the side. Beach with. duty. But he, yeah, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to step on his toes. It's yeah. Like that's my guy, and I'm, I'm gonna listen to him. You know, yeah. and that's just that. That's, that's who he is. That's he's always been a chain of command guy. But he, he's a guy that understands leadership. He understands, you know, accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the thing. When you work with a guy like that, or see a guy work, that, that's that's things you take. That's the great thing about athletics. There's a lot of crummy things about this, but there's a lot of good things too. Sure. I don't think we talk about the good things enough. No question. Yeah. All right, as they get back to practice here in an hour or so. Outdoors, by the way. Outdoors? Who's your offensive line today? Is they it going to be? F- they were setting it up. Yeah. Fleming, Fleming at left tackle, probably, right? At practice, we're probably going to get. Suofilo. Suofilo at guard. You, you hope it instead of not Redmond. Yeah. Oh, it, it might be. How about if this? they want to give him a day. Well, well, what if it, yeah, what if it's Williams? Well, I think you want to put, you want to put, uh, You'll probably put, put, put Williams, Williams on the right side. Right tack, uh, okay. right guard. If, yeah. Assuming Zach's not going to. It's going to be. It's going to yeah. be a preseason game. Practicing. Yeah, it's going to be a preseason game. Yeah. Lineup out there that yeah. Wednesday. You know, Wednesday we always go out there and we go. Oh my! Looks like the preseason lineup out there today. Mm-hmm. Jumbo Joe Connors. Yeah. And, and Connor Williams uh, is going to get right guard work, and then uh, Lyle Collins will be the only, be guy. The only guy. Last man yeah. standing. He'll be the last man. That's what happens in mid December. You got to but, maintenance. And they'll maintenance on guys. All right, let me ask you guys this. Did you get any did you take any uh, Sean Lee this week? Limited. Okay. All right, then Tavon Austin? Maybe limited. Okay, let me ask you this, Mickey. I, I kind of got to these guys last night, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here at all. If it comes down to Tavon Austin getting active, do you and do you take 
Alan Hearns off the field? I mean, because if they're using, if they're using which receivers in action? Yeah, if they use, if they're Taylor. using, if they're using Lance Lenore on special teams along with Noah Brown, and they feel good about that, because immediately you think, oh, the switch would be take Lance Lenore off. But if he's one of the guys that's helped you win games, as one of the forty-six. Now he's also made some crazy plays as well. You know, where you go, oh, Lance Lenore. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't but, think, I but, think Noah Brown to me is active for special teams, and he's getting more and more snaps on yeah, offense too. Yeah. But do you do you do you it's, consider? And I'm sorry, Mrs. Hearns, I, I'm not trying to take your son off the field, but I'm just asking a question here. No, that worries me because of one of my front line off, uh, wide receivers gets hurt. Who's, right. Who's who's lining up outside? Yeah. Mm. I mean, the thing is, he can't play all positions. There's no question. He can. Receiver okay. position. Now he's yeah. on. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to grab from somewhere else. So you're gonna dress like eight wide receivers. I mean, but you're not gonna. You're probably gonna go eight offensive linemen, given the fact that you're a little banged up. Oh that's no, assuming, you're gonna have that's to assuming Zach, if Zach can play. See, this, this is where Taco has got to influence somebody here because he's fighting for a he's fighting for a forty six. I haven't given up on him, but we'll see if he fights. Yeah, he's got to fight. Yeah. He's yep. got to fight in there. He's got to you know find a way. I mean, the safety spot. I mean, see, when you start getting guys like Sean Lee back, and okay, who's gonna sit? Somebody is gonna sit when Sean Lee comes back. Yep. Because because Covington already sits, so who is March Lillard going to sit? You know, he plays special teams. Joe Thomas going to sit? He plays special teams. We'll find out. One of those special teams guys yeah. is going to have to sit. Which one? Well, one of those three you just mentioned. <laughs> All right, we got to go sit in on Jason Garrett's yeah. press conference here momentarily. We'll Maybe carry, they'll answer that. We'll carry live on DallasCowboys.com. The break will be coming up after that. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Kemp for producing. Happy birthday, Brian. Thank you. Happy Belated. Tuesday birthday, yeah. Mickey. Yeah, yeah. thank See you, guys. guys Appreciate it. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?